All right, so Hanukkah. What in the world? Do you even remember what Hanukkah is? I remember the oil lasting longer than it should have. Okay, so that's something. That's <laughs> the one part of Hanukkah that's probably not true, but that's okay. That's, okay. At least you're, you're there uh, somewhere. <laughs> so well, let's just go there. So I've been teaching on the Feasts of the Lord for many years on Victory for one main reason. They are the most beautiful pictures and revelations of the gospel of Jesus Christ in biblical Hebrew. His name uh, is Yehoshua or Yeshua. That's Jesus. We say Jesus, but it's really Yeshua or in the oldest form, Yehoshua. The the feast of Yehovah, which is uh, God the Father, or in the Bible you'll see capitalized Lord a lot of times. The feast of Yehovah and other shadows and types of Christ, they're in the Old Testament, which they call the Tanakh, are the original parables. Jesus taught in parables a lot. And these shadows and types are those exact same things just in the Old Testament, which God used to reveal himself to man and prepare us for the coming of the Messiah. So Revelation calls Yeshua, Jesus, the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. See, that's kind of a word picture right there, right? Meaning this same Savior began something at the very beginning of creation of the world that would lead to our salvation before it ended. It was veiled like a mystery, so it wasn't obvious what he was going to do. But as we examine God's feasts, his shadows, and these types, we can get a much clearer uh, look at who he is, right? So we meet Jesus back in Egypt at the first Passover. What form, what, what shadow, what type is he in? Well, he changes the calendar, how we saw time. He reveals himself as a sacrificial lamb that must be eaten for it to bring life. So Passover showed us that the Son of God would one day come to be a sacrifice for our sins. That was a picture that God gave us. We meet Jesus at the Feast of First Fruits. These are the seven feasts. As a priest would collect part of the first harvest and wave it in the air as a thanks offering up to Jehovah, First Fruits revealed Jesus as a seed that needed to die for sin when it planted would produce this great harvest. So First Fruits showed us that he would not remain in the grave but rise again, just like a plant. You plant a seed and psh, up comes a plant. So we could be buried with him, confident of rising again. You see how that works? That's why he talks so much about seeds. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, the next one, showed us that he would be with us in our day-to-day -day lives to help us walk free from sin. The Feast of Unleavened Bread is you go a week and you don't eat any uh, leaven, basically. So it's that staying with you without living in sin. We meet Jesus at Pentecost. He is the living word, the law, and an unquenchable fire. His spirit, his spirit will dwell in us in power as a deposit and promise of greater things still to come. And for the first time since the Tower of Babel, you have the potential to have unity inside the kingdom of God. We, we meet Jesus at the Feast of Trumpets, which lets us look back at creation when life began, reminds us, that an end to life on earth is also awaiting us. That's why that feast is held. The feast date would become the date that Yeshua Jesus would come as a baby to earth, as the second Adam to face every temptation for us and bring us total victory. Now, interestingly, he was greeted at birth by a sky full of angels declaring his praises. And we finally realized what the Feast of Trumpets was all about. Why do they blow these trumpets? What's this big ceremony for? 
Well, listen to Luke 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. 2,000 years ago, that was the Feast of Trumpets. Those shepherds were in the field, and the trumpets had been blowing in the temple and for a month to get pre- prepared for it. Couldn't compare what was going on with the angelic host. That's why that had been done for all those years. We meet Jesus at the Day of Atonement. This day reminds us that judgment awaits every man. There's one judge and only one righteous who will judge the living and the dead. And lastly, we meet Jesus at Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, which reminds us that after the judgment, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth where we'll all dwell and reign with Jesus forever. And death will be swallowed up in victory, and the devil and his angels will be thrown into the lake of fire, which is, I think, just the best news in the world. So that's just, now we're ready for Hanukkah. I want you to understand, those are the seven feasts. We're not talking about those feasts today. We're talking about uh, these two minor feasts that are that are left. One is happening this week, and the next one's going to come up in February, probably around the time you're having that little baby. <laughs> so uh, we'll break those down as we go throughout the morning, not every break, but just as we go throughout this, we'll be here till 12 for an opportunity for you to give for this Giving Tuesday.